Hey, it's Deep Focus. I'm your host, Mitch Goldman, and you are listening to a recording that was made June 12th, 2017. Ben Porowski, fantastic drummer. My guest on the topic of another fantastic drummer, Al Foster. And uh, so this is part two of three. You might want to go and hear part one first, but you can join us right here and work your way around. And uh, also take the opportunity Check out Ben's website. It's Porowski.com. P-E-R-O-W-S-K-Y. Porowski.com. He has his hand in so many cool projects, uh, from Broadway to all kinds of improv stuff, New York and around the world. He's just uh, spirited, energetic, bright, lively. And as you hear, good company. Great company for me in the studio. Hopefully... I'm sure you're enjoying getting to hang out with him and listen with hear his ears a little bit. That's what I love about this show. One of the things I love about it. All right. I'm going to stop talking now. Part two, June 12th, 2017, Deep Focus on Al Foster with Ben Porowski. Thank you. 
Wow. Ending that uh, part of that set with a little sonic convulsion. Um, and before that, uh, uh, solo from Mino Sinelu on percussion. And um, Mino. Mino. Yeah, we, I know we got a lot of... Uh, a lot of percussionistas tuned in tonight, man. You, you set them on fire. Um, and Al Foster setting them on fire. Al Foster is the subject of Deep Focus tonight. And Ben Porowski here in the studio. I'm Mitch Goldman. It's WKCR. That was uh, not, well, we played the set a little out of order is what happened. But we heard the entire set of um, Miles Davis in Fukuoka, Japan at the Sun Palace, October 11th. 1981 and uh once again this was the band that miles davis came out of the box with earlier that year after being off the scene for five years bill evans on the reeds mike stern killing it in those guitar solos marcus miller the glue on bass and al foster subject of deep focus on the drums and you know ben this always happens to me i said this off mic that uh, I do one of these shows, and whoever we're listening to, whoever we're focusing on, all of a sudden is like the whole band to me. And I'm having that experience. I'm listening to this, and I'm realizing mm. much more than I did at that age listening to this music at that time, how how much Miles' artistry is really about how he crafts the set and the flow and the dynamism and how much... Al Foster is really executing all that, and and he's the guy mm-hmm. who's uh, I I use that expression that I borrowed from J T Lewis, who stole it from Elvin Jones. He's driving the bus, <laughs> he's putting his foot on the gas, totally, and he's going, and he's making the stops and the starts and the <laughs> yeah. turns, and he's taking every taking the money at the door, and yeah. opening the back door and letting everybody off. Right. Or not. <laughs> All of that. <laughs> yeah, he's, he's, he's setting up everything. and yep. I wonder, you know, uh, you had said there's a biography of Al Foster. I read that somewhere, but I didn't actually read the biography. I heard that there was something somewhere in print. So I'd, I'd be curious to read that. Me um, too. I mean, Or just to have Al come up here and get some stories right from him that would be amazing yeah but i've been getting texts the whole time that i'm here with from doug weiss who's i know he's out there listening so so we're gonna we're we're gonna try to change it up and fast forward to the present right yeah we're definitely gonna do that and al foster you should know uh he certainly he's got a lot of friends and a lot of fans and family and family and uh he is not that it's not enough to be a great drummer, which he is, but in addition to that, he's a band leader. He's a composer. He's uh, apparently Hank Jones recorded his songs. He, which I'd like to hear. I never heard that. Yeah, he's the whole story. Um, I was going to ask you, Ben, about uh, if your uh, New York drummer idea, and we haven't said that for a while. Maybe. We right. revisit that a little bit, yeah. that notion that we in came into this with. In Search of the New York Beat is what Ooh, it's called. I like it. Yeah. In Search of the New York Beat. Now, I put some words in your mouth, and I apologized for that, but I'm going to ask you if you, I'm going to read them back and ask you if you want to attack them or defend them or ignore them <laughs> or what have you. Um, 
I said, people talk about, quote unquote, the rhythm of New York. Is there really such a thing? Can you see it the way people walk? Do you hear it in the way people talk? Um, is it in their music? Are New York drummers a distinct group? Definitely, yeah. It's in there. It's real. Oh, yeah. It's a thing. I mean, everybody always talks about... I mean, you don't have to be, like, you don't necessarily have to be grow up to be thought of as a New York drummer. Like, I think of Jeff Watts, Tane, as a, as a New York drummer, right? But he's not from New York. Um, but I also, he's somebody I, I met in high school. At the same time, I was going to watch Al a lot and Billy Hart, and, um, and Tane was just coming on the scene, so... You know, and Billy Hart, I think of as a New York drummer, you know, like oh, yeah. people come here and then they're known uh, as New York drummers. But my thing was a little bit different since I'm from here and I grew up here. I wanted to tap into like more of the like thing of, of the guys that I grew up in the neighborhood with and New York, real New York City, like born and raised kind of drummers that, that came up here and um, just getting those stories. It's like a, it's more than a musical history. It's like even a, it's like a New York, you know, travelogue in a way, you know. Yeah. Um, yeah. Beaver Harris, another Upper West Side drummer back oh, then yeah. when you were coming up. That's right. He lived in the neighborhood. Yeah. A lot of, and then of course, if we start talking about <clears throat> some of the uh, more um, Bob Moses, Bob Moses, I was thinking also some of the the Afro-Cuban guys who Mil were around here. Milton then. Cardona, yeah. I don't know where he was born, but I, don't, I think you know. I know he was. I think he was York forever, Cuban. Forever. Right? Was he? I don't know. <laughs> but anyway. anyway, yeah, that was my my. This yes. could be a part one of that, a series. I know. like it, man. I like it. So I'm in. I'm on board. The great Al Foster, we wanted to, to, to take a speed train to the yes. future, to the present. And yes. I mean, lately, he hasn't been playing the way we've been listening to him over the last couple, hour and a half. It's not maybe we, what maybe he's been we, doing lately. Maybe, maybe it's a little unfair to Al. Great as, as much as we've been enjoying it. Yeah. He's uh, yeah, he's moved on. He's got Al Foster has a uh, 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 very uh, wide vocabulary. Yeah, a wide palate. So um, Ben Porowski is my guest tonight <clears throat> on Deep Focus. Ben is leading the Hot Future Four on Wednesday at Bar Lunatico in Bed Stuy. He will be at Rockwood on Thursday with Nabia Bay. She's the daughter of Jimmy Cliff. I would love to hear that voice. I want to hear her sing. And Saturday, you're like, you're cooking, man. Saturday, you're at the Owl in Brooklyn. Very cool spot with uh, Stephen Bernstein's Millennial Territory Orchestra. And then every Monday in July at the Falcon, up uh, up the road a piece. Right. And what town is that, actually? It's That's in, in Marlboro. Marlboro, New York. That's That'll be, let's see, the first one is uh, Trio with John Modeski and Stephen Bernstein. The second Monday in July will be, let's see if I can remember this, uh, Adam Rogers and Scott Colley. Nice. Third one will be, I believe, Billy Martin and Ciro Baptista. Wow, cool. Um, there's another one. There's like two others. Last one is Jamie Saft and Brad Jones. And then, oh, Matt Munisteri and Danton Bowler. So, like, it's all over the place. Every every Monday will be totally different. So Very cool. Come Very on cool. through. Um, so Al Foster. So now he's uh, 
hard not to think of him with either of the two big patches of time he spent with Miles Davis. But all through that time and on into today, he's leading bands, he's writing music, he's... You want to talk about that a little bit? Sure. I mean, after Miles, he was playing with Sonny for for years and years. Right. Sonny Rollins. Yeah. Oh, uh, man. Which I caught a number of times. It was amazing. Um, um, And I heard him with his own bands down, like I mentioned earlier, with that Jazz Forum. And so he's continued to to have his own bands, and they play at the Vanguard all the time. And he's uh, been through different different, uh, pianists and tenor players a lot over the years that I've noticed, but he's always been sticking with Doug Weiss on the bass, so um, shout-outs to Doug, and he sent me a couple of tracks that are, this, there's this one track that's, it's not even released, so uh, it's like Piano Trio, the current, I guess it's the current rhythm section, Adam Birnbaum on piano, and Doug Weiss on the bass. Live, unreleased recording, something to look forward to, coming out from Al Foster, it's Deep Focus on Al Foster with Ben Porowski on W. Oh, should we go right into the following track, too? Because it's yeah, they're so great. Yeah, and then there's another trio, I think, with uh, with Doug as well on bass and and uh, the great Chris Potter on tenor saxophone. And it's uh, Ergen, speaking Ergen. of Sonny Rollins. Yeah, that's so, true. yeah, two tracks you've never heard from Al Foster on WKCR.
yes, that might be the first time in 10 years that you heard a studio recording on my show. Sorry, sorry, Mitch. <laughs> no, a group no. Led by one of the great men. But I'm saying Al Foster. I'm saying thank you. And it would take something special like an Al Foster leading the session. But uh, they, they, at least they were like, un, un, they're not even really on records, I don't think. So, you know, not yet. It's, they're, they're rare, deep tracks. They are. So they go with your deep focus of. Of what we're talking about here. Mr. Al Foster on the drums. Yes. Thank you, Al. Uh, let me cue it up and say this is WKCRFM New York and WKCR HD1. I'm Mitch Goldman. We call this show Deep Focus and Ben Porowski here in the studio with me. And our deep focus is on the fantastic drummer Al Foster. And... Um, Yes, that's from a forthcoming album. I don't. We don't know the name of it or anything, do we? No. But it was uh, You and the Night and the Music, and then that last piece was Air Gin, uh, Chris Potter on the saxophone, and Doug Weiss playing the bass, Al Foster on the drums, and uh, Ben. Oh, that's Chris Potter's record on Sunnyside. Oh, okay. For Sun something. What? <laughs> uh, <laughs> okay. Um, they sound great. They sound absolutely yeah. great. And um, I'm asking in um, kind of a naive way on behalf of maybe, let's say there's a listener who's kind of new to some of this music, or maybe I feel like I'm new to some of this music sometimes. Um, it's not that hard to uh, pick out the sound of a saxophonist. It's got a distinctive kind of burr in his playing and certain devices that he uses, um, other instruments. Drums might not be so transparent to somebody who's not accustomed to listening to drums and hearing a voice come through. Do you hear a voice come through in Al Foster? Oh, for sure, for sure, definitely. I mean, Al has got so many different signatures um, than you, than when you know it's Al. Um, I was listening to this and thinking, like, you know, we were talking about how he was, like, making the the Miles band happened with all of his setting things up and his what you said architecture which is a good word for what he's doing back there mixing things up and comping for the solos and just pushing everybody along you know and giving them ideas and he was so great with that um I mean I used to watch him all the time like at the at the village vanguard with 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 various people but with like with Joe Henderson, I used to like sit right next to him on the bench back there, um, up on the balcony they call it. But um, he's just got so much going on behind the scenes. Almost, it's it's like he's got a lot of subtle things happening that that are cooking along and making making the music happen. Um, he used to have these two cowbells, I remember, in the 80s. I, I don't know if he, he plays the cowbells anymore, but they were like, it was like all of a sudden, you know, it was in a trio, but there, so there's no piano, but then all of a sudden there'd be like these melodies coming out. And he's he's just so uh, melodic on the drums. And he, you could hear it in his solos. He's always like playing actual quotes of, you know, melodies. on, um, um, Yeah so many things like he's the first guy for me that was like playing the hi-hat like um in a different way um his own way you know like and what is that way well like you know often 
I mean, everybody has their different ways of 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 playing the hi hat. But like, he was getting away from. He's she's always trying to push things forward. You know, like come up with different ideas of of how to do this thing. You know, so like he was playing the hat on like um, he would do the open hat on a lot on on four and just and just and closed hat on two and just open hat on four, which. Which you know, my old teacher when I was a teenager, Bobby Thomas, you know, was pointing out that like that takes a lot of, you have to have a lot of independence and uh, coordination to be able to even have that kind of facility to to manipulate the hi hat like that, which which a lot of guys don't do that. They're just playing two and four, you know. But he's trying to push things forward. Um, back then, you know, nowadays a lot of younger players are playing the hi-hat wherever the hell they want it but but um before that they weren't you know before tony and al's is 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 like a coming out of tony a little bit you know sure um so like bt who was bt was bobby thomas we talked about at earlier so bobby thomas was bt so bt used to say we went to see al at the vanguard and he was like man he's disconnected (laughs) You know, it's like he's. Is that good or bad? That's good because, oh, okay. like, his limbs, yeah, are not tied to each other. You know, like if you try to just if you try to like pat your rub your tummy, pat your head, kind of thing. You know, that's you that's sort of quickly. like yeah. You you can see what drummers are dealing with. Yeah. You know, and on, drummers, I with mean, all could... all ten of our limbs. You know what I mean? <laughs> exactly. So, <laughs> but there's you. It's also it's. The other thing that is is the residue of uncountable hours of practice and and playing. Yeah, um, yeah. So he's always creating. Coming. I mean, still to this day, every time I go see him, he's got some new thing that he's like working on. You can tell like he's working it out and pushing it forward. You know, um, his comping is like he's like. I mean it makes sense that he's a, a composer because he's he's composing you know as as he's playing behind the soloist he's helping them compose their solo and know. when you're drummer of choice for oh say miles davis and sonny rollins and joe henderson it says a little something about uh, what you bring it to the yeah. table yeah and he's just got so much taste. That's the thing about Al. He's just like so tasty. He's not like throwing away anything at all, ever. If he throws something away, I could tell in a second like he gets pissed off. Like what, I, I'm not sure I know what you mean. What, what's an example? <laughs> like if, of? If, he, if, he, if something goes by that, that he didn't maybe intend in that uh-huh. second... If that even happens, I'm saying, right. I can t- I, like I've watched him a, a lot, so I, I can see that he's like, you know, he's not afraid to push things and try to make do some something that might not be so comfortable, right? So like, if it doesn't ha- happen right away, he's like, ah, you know, like, and he'll he'll do it again, and then then you hear ah. it, and then it's like, oh, okay, <laughs> you know. So what I'm saying is that he doesn't waste anything, and you can hear like everything is so intentional, you know. He's not just like playing a bunch of stuff that he's got under his fingers. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Right, yeah, like a, a catalog of riffs. and Yeah, some people just get up there and they just start playing. You know, he he's not doing that at all. 
Yeah. You know, he's, 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 he definitely learned a, I mean, he, he, that's probably why Miles liked him so much because he plays like Miles. You know, he plays the drums like Miles. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, I could see it. I wonder, it makes me curious uh, how, what he came up playing and listening to and everything. Right, that's why, that's why I want to talk to Al to get him to tell the stories. Yes, yes. Uh, one of these days. Yes. Yeah, well, <laughs> hey, man. Al, come on through, man. Love to see you here um, and hear you and hear the stories. And um, here with Ben Porowski, the show's called Deep Focus, and now you know why. You can see that, listeners? Now, you don't... Ben is a <laughs> licensed practitioner of the drums. <laughs> He's uh, authorized by the uh, <laughs> National uh, Jazz Institute of... Maybe for all I know, there is such a thing. I don't know. <laughs> my joke is completely unfunny. But the point is, you... Uh, know what you're talking about because you actually do it and you're good at it but that's not a requirement for being a good listener is it no everybody can listen everybody can listen and the opportunity that you have been as a fan as an enthusiast is there for everybody to enjoy this is calling to you a good opportunity is when you're playing, actually, coming up this week. Okay. The Hot Future Four at Bar Lunatico in Bed-Stuy on Wednesday night. And if you're a, uh, if you're a Manhattan uh, snob, you're, first of all, you're missing out on a lot of the cool spots. But Ben's got a little something for you, too, on Thursday at Rockwood, 10 p.m. Um, down in, what is that, First Ave? Is uh, Rockwood, where is that? Rockwood is on Allen, yeah, south, Allen of, Street, south yeah. of when first south of Houston. turns into, yeah, Allen Street. Nabia <clears throat> Bay, daughter of Jimmy Cliff. That's a, a great um, songwriter and artist and actress. Um, she, I met her, I was playing the show called Hadestown, and um, I've been producing her, her tracks for her lately. That's been a lot of fun. She's a lot of fun to work with and great talent. Um, you should come check it out. Yes, you should come check it out. And then uh, Saturday, play it safe. Uh, don't expose yourself to the wilds of uh, Manhattan. You could stay in Brooklyn, go to the Owl, <laughs> and uh, catch Stephen Bernstein's Millennial Territory Orchestra with Ben Prowski driving the bus, playing the drums. But uh, 297 I, Rogers Avenue. 297 Rogers Avenue, easily accessible by a whole bunch of different trains in the Prospect Lefferts Garden neighborhood. And uh, Mondays in July at the Falcon, five different groups, each Monday a different group. And um, the point I'm making in all this is just to say dive deep, dive, listen richly. Um, uh, I sent out a text to find out when Al's band is is booked. Yes, next, so we can we can plug his yes. his upcoming performances. But um, we'll, we'll and, see um, when we get back. Good. Yeah, we will share that with you for sure if we get that information. And how do people keep track of the stuff you're doing? Do you have you're on Facebook? You're on what do you got? Yeah, you know I'm blasted out on Facebook. I have a mailing list um, from through my website. You can sign up on my Porowski.com. I'm the only, you know, me and my dad are the only Porowski I think on the on the internet under our names. So if it's not me, you're going to get my pops. So and actually, he's uh, I should say that. 
um, I produce a big band, his big band record, um, and that's actually it's up on Bandcamp right now. But um, we're going to do a proper CD release for that um, coming up. It's it's in the fall in October. Cool. So Frank Porowski Jazz Orchestra. Nice. Debut recording is coming out soon. And you want to know what these guys are doing? You want to know? You you know, grass does not grow under your feet, Ben. If somebody keeps track of maybe somebody's new to New York and they're like, man, where do I start? Uh, start following yeah, Ben Prowski sure. around and pretty soon you'll have the whole, the whole <laughs> picture laid out for you. You, got, you stay busy, man. Keeping busy. We are going to change gears here. Our focus will stay deep, but it will shift uh, direction a little Joe? bit. Yeah, we're going to Joe. We're going to Joe. We got a. Didn't you? Were you just saying, telling me stories? What? <laughs> Nobody ever talks. Nobody you... ever talks. What? What? Nobody were you on the talks. road with Joe Henderson? I was on the road with Joe Henderson and Al Foster what? and George Mraz. Wow. Wait, this was this was a century ago. Literally, mm. <laughs> we're talking about. A past was life. Was it jazz in Vienna? Did you do that? Because I, I was Believe there. Believe it or not, it was in the U.S. of A. Oh, oh Believe okay. it or that's the stunning part of it all. Yeah, right. Um, yeah, no, I did. I was, and Bernstein was there. A lot of your buddies were there. It was oh, right. On this it was tour. The, the Altman uh, yeah. experience. And let me tell you something. Whatever everybody else was doing, whatever snacks were available, whatever shopping there was to be done or whatever... Or, you know, people resting, relaxing, getting ready to play or wrapping up. When Joe Henderson and Al Foster and George Mraz went out on that stage, everything else stopped. <laughs> and we all stood there agape. <laughs> <laughs> night after night. It was quite nice. a show. Beautiful. Yeah. Yeah. I'm sure uh, a few, at least a couple few of those, that crowd might be tuned in tonight. And uh, that was a treat, man. So, um, yes, that is this trio. In addition to the great wisdom and insight we get from guests like you, Ben Porowski, we are finding all these fantastic recordings in WKCR archives. We are going to Munich, um, 1993. And uh, shall we? Shall we go? Let's go. Ready to go? Let's go. All right. It's WKCR. Wait, who's playing on this? It's Joe Henderson. Yeah. Uh, Dave Holland. Oh, this bass. is Holland. So this is not even a, this is like a special trio. I'm one. pretty sure. You know what? Here. Let me just pop it out and look. It's not Mraz. It's Dave Holland okay. and Al Foster. It's a killing right. band. Uh, this is at the Clavier Summit in München, Munich, 1993. Um, from the KCR archives. It's a prize, man. Um, Mitch Goldman here with Ben Prowski in Deep Focus on WKCR Music from Joe Henderson with Al Foster. I say, I say, I say, I say. <laughs> Thank you. 
Thank you. 
Deep Focus from June 12, 2017. Ben Porowski in the studio with me on the topic of the marvelous Al Foster. I'm your host, Mitch Goldman. The show's called Deep Focus. You know, we have over 150 of these episodes available. You can probably find them on your favorite podcasting app at wherever that may be. If you listen to Apple Music or Google or wherever it might be, you can always get us at our hosting site, which is at Podbean, mitchgoldman.podbean.com. You can also follow us on Instagram, and a lot of folks like to make comments there and find out about things coming up on Deep Focus and meet other people that like the music that they love. All that's going on over there. We're Deep Focus Podcast at Instagram. All right, that was part two of three. So there's one more waiting for you. Enjoy. 